We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How about these Knicks? Look, I think the Knicks have got a chance if, again, they can stay healthy. Well, they're going to snap a 15-game losing streak against the Sixers. Goes back to April of 2017. And the Knicks will go to 3-1 after a bogey on Sunday against Orlando. They come right back. They played with a lot of energy. That was a big discussion. Sunday's loss to the Magic, especially in the fourth quarter, and Kimba Walker had his best night as a Nick thus far. Now, it was a great night for Kimba. The home crowd loved it, and they get off the snide against the 76. Ah, finally. Finally, finally, finally. At some point, we were going to beat those fucking guys, and we did. I feel like the Indians in Major League uh, against the Yankees. Finally got a win. Um, took uh, took long enough. Took 15 games. But the Knicks get a win against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, that was the closest feeling second half in which a lead um, was always at least 14 points that I have ever experienced in my life. Um, there is something about this team that you feel like <laughs> – even last season, all of last season, you're like, you know, they could win any game, but also no lead is safe. And um, it, that being said, they won this game going away. This was not a close game. Um, and they beat a team that I believe is a damn good team. Um, did the Sixers, and thank you, Harry Donut, for getting our uh, Super Chat started. Always appreciate your contributions, man. Seriously. Um did the team that they just beat hit? I'm going to go ahead and guess. I swear I have not looked at this. I'm going to guess the Sixers finished the night by hitting 26.5% from three. 29.3. They made a lot of um, threes, a few threes at the end there. And I'm going to guess the Knicks ended their night hitting 44.5% from three. Let's see how close I was. 43.2. All right. Pretty close. Um the three-point shooting obviously helped dictate the game, um, but you can't take away a win coming off that shit show of a performance on Sunday night. And that is why if the Knicks go on to do anything substantial this season, I think they are going to um, look back on this game and look back on the effort that they came out with, um, particularly on defense, and they maintained throughout the entire game 
as one of their pivotal moments of the year. Um, perfect, uh, perfect second super chat comment because I wanted. Listen, I think Kemba Walker. It's gonna be tight tomorrow with the newsletter. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I've made up my decision yet. I've made. I've made up my mind. Who's gonna be the three star player? Kemba Walker hit five threes. Massive. Every one of them was huge. Uh, helped really keep the distance, make some distance, keep the distance in the game. I thought Kemba Walker probably needed this game almost as much as anyone. But as far as I'm concerned, this is a Mitchell Robinson game. And Robert Cross, agree to agree, extend Mitch, 53 wins, hashtag 53 wins. Um, I thought the game, and, and and just to be clear, this is, I've been, I did a Mitch newsletter today. I think I gave Mitch the three-star award two days ago for, for his play over the weekend. I think Mitch has been arguably the team's best player this season with what he has done on, on both ends of the floor. I know Julius Randle was averaging 28 points a game coming into this. I know Evan Fournier um, you know, went crazy against Boston. I know all of these things. What Mitchell Robinson has done coming off an offseason in which his place – on the team, and quite frankly, his place as one of the up-and-coming, really important young players in the league, I think was was tenuous all of a sudden. And I think it was tenuous because, you know, he went down last year. And on paper, on paper, depending on which stats you like to look at and which stat, stats you, you care to put aside, you could make the argument that the Knicks didn't drop off that much. Now, the eye test revealed otherwise. We remembered what Mitch is capable of doing, pick and roll defense, um, a certain modicum of rim protection that I'm sorry, but Nerland's Noel doesn't offer. And most importantly, what he does with offensive rebounds, where he was one of the best offensive rebounders in the league over really since he came into the league, since midway through his rookie year, that's when he really started to turn it on in terms of offensive rebounds. And um, just his, his gravitational force on the offensive end of the floor. The piece that was always missing is – you know, it was like the old Dikembe Mutombo thing. He won, I don't know how many Defensive Player of the Year awards, but when you put him up against um, a, a real guy, a Shaq, right? Dikembe Mutombo, it was like he didn't exist. And for all, for as much as we sung Mitchell Robinson's praises over the years, when he would go up against a guy like Embiid, and it wasn't just Embiid. It could be Jokic, I think, had his way with him a few times. I'm sure there were a couple other games I'm, I'm forgetting. It's like, all right, it's cute what you're doing in some of these games that don't matter. But when you come up against the big boys, well, guess what? He went up against a fucking big boy tonight. No bigger boy than Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid got flustered. I'm going to say it. I think he was in Joel Embiid's head. And I know Joel Embiid got him a few times. He got him to pump fake 16 feet out. Um, he, he drew a few fouls. I don't give a shit. This is the guy who finished second in MVP last year and probably would have won the award had he played 10 more games. And Mitchell Robinson absolutely, absolutely locked him the hell down. I don't care what Mitchell Robinson's stat line was after this game. Literally couldn't give a shit less. Um, what Mitchell Robinson did tonight was nothing short of a massive, massive signal to the Knicks and to everybody around the league that I am going to be one of the centers that is going to be reckoned with in the NBA for the foreseeable future. Um, that's how important this game was for Mitchell Robinson. And uh, I cannot speak highly enough about it. Uh, we've, we've all heard the whispers about his professionalism, work ethic, whatever you want to say. Well, guess what? The guy went in the gym. He put on, I don't know how many pounds of muscle over the summer. 
And he apparently took his shit very seriously. And if you're the Knicks, I don't know what his representation wants right now. I don't know what they're asking for. But if you could get this guy on the contract that is the most that they could offer him right now, which is four years, approximately $54 million, even if he's you get him on that for three years, maybe he wants to get out early. Maybe he wants a player option. I don't know. Lock him up. Lock this guy up. Because you can't. You can't get centers like this on trees. Um, and what he did tonight was incredibly valuable. Shout out to Mitch Robinson. Really happy to see this one. Um, okay, let's get to the Super Chat, and we'll talk a little bit more about this game. Leon C., Knicks fan PTSD is real. You got damn right it's real. I was so nervous when they went cold from three. Glad to be proven wrong. Great game from this team. Yeah, I said on the halftime zone, I think they were shooting – 62% from deep um, at halftime. I said, at some point, they're going to go cold from deep in this game. And I'm going to be really interested to see how their offense responds to get them through that step. And I would be shocked if this did not turn into a close game, at least a little bit down the stretch. Well, it didn't really turn into a close game down the stretch. And the reason that it didn't turn into a close game down the stretch is because I think their defense never let up, one. And two, if we're keeping it 100, um, the Sixers missed – some threes that they should make. I think this game deserved to be a closer game, but at the same time, um, you know, the Knicks, you, you don't get to that level of elite. I think they got to that level of elite legitimately. Um, granted, the Sixers weren't making any threes in the first half either, but in the second half, when a team's gets up, when a team gets up by 20 some odd points, it's almost impossible not to have a little bit of letdown. I did think they have a little had a little bit of letdown there. Um, it's the fact that they did not let let it ever get below double digits, below fourteen points in the second half. I thought was was huge. Uh, Brian Carter, shout out to Mitch for staying in that game. He got his fifth foul late in the third, but was able to hold on. Absolutely massive. Um, and he's fouled. I mean, he would have fouled out of, of, of this game um, a year ago without question. He would have fouled out of this game a year ago, and he didn't. Um, Jeremy Chase, thank you for contributing to the Super Chat. Um, Mitch was amazing on Embiid tonight, and Embiid settling for threes is even better. You got that right. Mitch was a force and loved the dish to IQ. Thank you. The, the most important thing um, that I – I don't know. What is Mark – I'm sorry. Mark Stein just tweeted out, Nick's score just made its way back to press row in Dallas – Big bounce back after Sunday. Oh, okay. Mark Stein's just recognizing the Knicks. Good, good for Mark Stein. Thank you, Mark Stein. Fellow, fellow so stacker. Um, we 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 see these videos of Mitch Robinson in the summer doing uh, nonsense. By the way, not this summer, not with this coaching staff, but in the past, doing these high dribbles and shooting threes and whatever other bullshit. All you got to do, big guy, is make the simple pass. Make the simple pass. Make the read. Read the court and read the court quickly. He's shown evidence of it in the past, not nearly consistently enough. We've now seen two really high-level passes for Mitchell Robinson um, this year. The, the swing pass or the hook pass, I don't know what you'd call it, to Evan Fournier in game one, and then the pass quickly tonight. Absolutely wonderful uh, job pointing out uh, that, Jeremy Chase. Thank you. Josh Arison, not saying it'll happen. Well, what if we're living in a world where the Knicks and the Bulls compete all season for the one seed? <laughs> that would be wild. Um, you know, I'm gonna. I, I talked a lot about the Bulls on tomorrow's podcast. 
um, with uh, someone who actually covers the Bulls. So check that out. Look, the Bulls haven't played anybody yet. Um, but I think the Bulls are legit. I think they'll be good. Um, you know, I, I it's tough. It's really tough. I I, I think the Bucks are are I think the Bucks are gonna be really good all year. I think the Nets obviously that's a different story. I'm not gonna spend time talking about the Nets tonight. I, I think um, you know, the loss of Kyrie is real. But listen, on, on our Patreon pod before the season. I was forced to see the East one through 15 and I, I picked the Knicks as my three seed. And my argument was, why not? Why not? My, my, my argument for not saying that up until, you know, the end was like, they could be the three, but they could also be the four, the five, the six, maybe even the seven. Um, There's a lot of really good teams in the East, but if you give me, you know, the opportunity to say, why can't they be the three seed? Why can't they be the three seed? I, I still don't think that that's crazy. But I, if if I was putting money on it, I, I would still probably put them a little bit lower than that, just because again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the offense. If they're going to keep shooting threes like this, maybe that's a different story. <laughs> if they're going to break records from deep, um, but when it gets to those tough periods, if you're a top five, six team in the league, which if you're talking about top three seed, that's top five, six team in the league. Um, Generally, you have guys who could really get you out of those ruts and just create buckets. Julius Randle, we've seen him struggle at times when he tries to create something out of thin air. Um, we saw him struggle tonight trying to create stuff. Um, but now it's not just Randle. Um, RJ struggled tonight, but it's not just RJ. It's Kemba. It's Fournier. Um, I think Quickly's going to be hurt for him. I think it was a very important game for Manuel Quickly. I know we hit four threes against Orlando in the first Orlando game. I thought that was a it was a blowout. I didn't put much stock into that. I thought quickly gave them some good minutes tonight, um, and I think quickly um, needed it almost as much as Kemba Walker needed it. So um, what did he finish? He finished two for five, one of one of three from deep for eight points. Nice game. Um, Aussie Nick fan, what's going on, my man? Shout out to uh, the land down under. Great bounce back. Kemba silenced a lot of recent comments. Thank. By the way, it's been, it was three games. And people were like, Kemba stinks. Come on. Let's relax. Three stars, Mitch, deserves an extension. What do you think is a reasonable contract? I think give him, I think he's earned. Listen, if Robert Williams can get four for 52, and Robert Williams has played less games than Mitchell Robinson. And I know Mitch, I know Robert Williams has a real playmaking upside that probably Mitch doesn't have. Um, but if Mitchell Rob, but if, if Rob Williams can get essentially, what was it, four for 52? If uh, Daniel Gafford can get three for 40, so essentially about 13 and change, which is what the Mitch extension would average out to, 13 and 13.5, um, like you got to give that to – like Mitch has earned that. Um, that's the most they could give him right now. Um, do they offer it? Will those people accept it? I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, good comment. Kyle Smith, I asked you about Kemba the other night. He was great tonight. Cardiac cutlets for Macri. I think I have a half a chicken cutlet left in the fridge. It's either going to be that or it might be some um, some cold cuts tonight, um, sadly. Um, but I'm, I'm having some because I, I have not written word one of the newsletter tomorrow for tomorrow. So we'll we'll get some some fuel pretty soon. Uh, after this, fuel is all gone. Um, C.T. Pittman, if we stay healthy and stay together mentally, the East is in trouble. What a game from our guys. Well said, C.T., I think the best thing I can say about the Knicks right now is while we all talked themselves into them winning a first-round playoff series last year because it was the Hawks, and we owned the Hawks last year, 
they're absolutely a threat to win a playoff series. Um, I don't, again, the, whether it's the three seed, four seed, five seed, six seed, that, that matters a lot less to me than how they're playing and what they show us that they are capable of doing when things do get tight and when things do get tough. And I think it's going to be a process. There may be games like this later in the year where they don't win. I mean, they didn't beat Orlando. Um, but this is a big win. This is a big win. This is a meaningful win. Um, Lewis Emirat. Mitch has been easily the second most valuable player this season and best player the last two games. Unbelievable. Also nice to see IQ remind people who he is. 100%. I, I should be very clear. Julius Randle is the team team's MVP. I don't care what kind of a game Julius Randle has. He was seven for eight team tonight. He's the eleven points, seven assists. By the way, he's the best player on the team. He's the most important player on the team any given night. But after Julius, we're talking about. Um, and the only other guy I would say, and again, sometimes he does it quietly. Tonight was one of the more quiet performances. Derrick Rose, twenty points, four of seven from the field, one of two from deep. He actually missed the three tonight. Um, 13 points. Derek Rose never isn't vital to what this team does. Every time their bench unit does something good, he's in the middle of it. Um, when they need a big bucket, guess who's there to get it? I mean, there was a moment in the fourth quarter. I forget what the lead had gotten down to, but Rose, hold on. I have it right here. Um, nine minutes left in the fourth. Um, and Rose drove and just, you know, he got a bucket because he's Derrick Rose and he could do that. Really big bucket at the time. That will, that will get forgotten about by tomorrow. Huge bucket at the time. Um, shout out to Derrick Rose. Um, I just saw a comment. Uh, Mitch turned Embiid into M, it was a M Um, yeah, something like that. That was, that was good. Okay. Oh man. Talk about generosity in the super chat. Thank you guys. I'm just seeing some of these scrolling back up. Okay. Let's get to these. Carl Sanford, thank you so much for your contribution. That's incredibly generous. I remember a game when Drummond had 30 and 22 against us when he was with the Cavs. Mitch dominated this game. Every time they went on a run, he'd grab a huge offensive board. The offensive board, I think um, a few people pointed out on Twitter. I, I'm sure I retweeted someone. Um, shout out to uh, Tom Piccolo on, on Twitter. I had great clips tonight. Um, his reach um, and his leaping ability – Gives him the chance to grab more offensive rebounds than pretty much anybody in the league. I think he was averaging four offensive boards or 4.5 offensive boards per game coming into tonight. And tonight, I'm going to guess he had three offensive rebounds. Three offensive rebounds. Um, you know, that's great. Against this team, against those centers, really good. And they were key offensive rebounds, too. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Nick's basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for Nick's tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that all other sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you could find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110 percent of the difference in the purchase price. When the Knicks schedule came out, there are definitely certain dates we all circled on the calendar. October 20th against the Celtics, Christmas Day against the Hawks, January 12th against the Mavericks, even April 6th against Brooklyn. Whether on the road or in the garden, TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash film school today to save $10 on your first order of Knicks tickets. That's TickPick.com slash film school to save $10 on your first order of Knicks tickets today. Uh, Joe DeSanto, uh, Macri, you're the man. I don't know about that, but thank you. Thank you and Andrew so much for all the content you put out. Uh, hashtag extend Mitch. I love, can we get that hashtag going? Extend Mitch. I'm going to try to get going. That's really kind, Joe. Thank you for taking the time to, to write that and for your, for your generous contribution. We are lucky to um, come on here and talk about this team, especially because they're, they're, they're good. And it's so much fun. Um, they're, 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 it's a fun team. Very encouraged about it. this. This, can I just say this win I really do think this was a meaningful win because if they had lost this game, it would be not DEFCON 1 or 2 going into Chicago on Thursday night, but it would be DEFCON something because we'd all be like, oh, shit, the Bulls are 4-0, we're 2-2, two and two. we all talk shit after their offseason um, and the offseason we had and all the money they gave the Rosen and the pressure would be on and it's like, now we don't have to deal with that. Now we go into Chicago. It'll be a fun, good game. 4-0 Bulls, 3-1 Knicks. Maybe a little old-school vibes um, from the old days in the 90s. Um, I'm looking forward to that game. And you know what? I, 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 I hope they win the game. I think they will win the game. They certainly can win the game. Um, just go out, play good, play hard, win, lose. Like I feel, I feel good about where the team is at. I really did think this was a really important win to right the ship, especially with some um, – a lot of winnable games 
coming up over the next uh, over the next twelve, uh, and then things get a little tough. Greg, film stuff. What's going on, Greg? You're always so uh, kind with your contributions as well. Thank you for for hopping into the super chat. Good W, but I didn't like how many threes New York gave to Philly. I before I even read the rest of your comment, a thousand percent. Too many breakdowns in the second half in particular. I thought the breakdowns in the second half were really bad. I thought their defense in the first half was outstanding. The defense in the second half got a little sloppy, um, and there were, as you said, far too many moments where a Philly player had a wide-open three-pointer. And I I guarantee you there will be someone in the Knicks locker room who will not let the Knicks forget um, that those shots got, got taken in the manner that they did. And that is why we love Tom Thibodeau. Um, the great D New York played in the second quarter, got lost the rest of the night, loved RJ's two off the dribble attempts, loved how much missed frustrated uh, Joel Embiid, and too many senseless turnovers by New York. Yeah, I, my one my one issue early on was the turnovers. RJ's got to be better with the handle, um, especially with Matisse Thibel nearby. Um, I thought RJ, you know, we, we forget that the kid is 21 years old. And we forget that sometimes that he doesn't like the, the dribble stuff. It just that's that doesn't come as easily to him. That doesn't come as natural to him. But but here's the thing: it's okay that that stuff is a work in progress for him because he's because what he's giving to the team in other areas of the game, um, not only his defense, but I really do think his ability to put pressure on the rim, even if he doesn't convert as many as we'd like around the rim. Um, is important. And and what you're going to look for, what I'm looking for at least, is give me, yes, the off the dribble attempt once or twice a game, but give me one or two of those really nice finishes at the rim. And we ha- he had a couple of really nice drives tonight. He had a couple of really nice drives um, in the first Orlando game. Um, and I, I obviously he had a really nice opening night at Boston. Just a couple of those every night because that's what he has worked on. I've, I've liked the fluidity. And if you compare what he's doing, driving to the rim and the finishing this year, rookie year, it's night and day. So uh, good stuff, uh, certainly from from R.J. Barrett. Um, Robert McGinley, what's going on, Robert? How are you? Not sure if anyone caught this post game, but shout out to Mike Green, who was at the game as a fan. I did not catch that. I had to um, I had to hop right on here. Uh, caught him in the background during the Kemba post game interview. Fun game. To- As told to to me on this podcast, Mike Breen's a Nick fan. You know, um, he's a Nick fan. He's he loves the team. Um, he's not going to miss a game, obviously, uh, and we love him. He's a national treasure, and we're so lucky to have him. Um, I did enjoy. I, I, I Stan Van Gundy, not just because he's he's Jeff's brother, but I did enjoy Stan Van Gundy on the call tonight. Um, I thought um, I'll say this, Walt Frazier. Maybe the greatest Nick of all time. Um, love, love you. I continue calling games for as long as you want. But if the day should come when Walt decides to hang it up, I don't know it, what it would cost to get Stan Van Gundy to be um, Mike Breen's partner uh, for Nick games. Um, whatever it is, I, like New York Knicks, if you need to start a GoFundMe, I will contribute to the GoFundMe to get Stan Van Gundy to be um, Breen's partner once, once Clyde hangs it up. Um, so uh, yeah, just, just, just an FYI. 
Um, fun game tonight. Yes, very fun game tonight. Um, <laughs> I just saw your comment about the Patreon. Yes, subscribe to the Knicks Film School Patreon uh, podcast. I, I, I will try not to spoil too much more of it. Um, but we do have fun conversations, and we're going to have a fun conversation um, very fun conversation tomorrow night, uh, reflecting back on, uh, the top 75, uh, AE Kennedy, good balance tonight. Everyone contributed. Look like Julius passed up a few open threes at the end. Um, I'll have to look back on those. I think Randall, I think everybody, all of like Randall, RJ, Kemba, not 48 cause 40 is a gunner, but Randall, RJ and Kemba are all trying to still feel their way about how to coexist. Um, you know, we, we forget sometimes that R.J. Barrett was the go-to option on every team he's ever been on over the course of his life. And, like, you know, he I know he was second to Julius last year in terms of attempts and looks and all that, but still shattered a hell of a lot. So it's an adjustment for him. It's an adjustment for Randall. And it's an adjustment for Kemba. It's has to be a huge adjustment for Kemba. Um, I mean, Christ, the guy had a, a nearly a 30 usage rate in um, in Charlotte two years – or, yeah, his last year in Charlotte – so that'll come. I think that'll come. Well, it'll it'll come more naturally. Um, okay, uh, Shane Bridges. <laughs> I don't th- here. Okay, so can I? Can, am I allowed to read this? So Andrew just texted me. You have Jeff sitting right there, and you want to replace Clyde with his brother. Um, I I I love. Jeff on the national broadcast. I want to keep Jeff on the national broadcast. I love the fact that an ex Nick head coach is a member of the national broadcast team with, by the way, Mike Breen. I love that combo. Um, Look, of course I would take Jeff. Of course I would take Jeff, but I would love Stan too. I would love both of them. I think they're both fantastic. I think Stan gives a really good call. What can I say? Um, Okay. Uh, Hold on. Let me, let me, let me catch up here. Man, you guys are on fire tonight. Thank you so much. Um, Shane Bridges, giddy from down under. I know it's early, but loving how egos aren't getting in the way of different guys getting their shine from moment to moment. There's no egos on this team. I feel really comfortable saying there's no egos on this team. Um, And thank God for that. (laughs) Obi's finger roll game is everything for me right now. Oh, my God. I've been talking for 25 fucking minutes. I haven't mentioned Obi Toppin. What is – what was Obi Toppin's final stat line? 12 minutes, 4 of 7 from the field, 13 points, 3 rebounds, uh, 1 assist. Um, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Sorry, that is not Obi Toppin's stat line. Obi Toppin's stat line, 9 points, 4 of 7 from the field, 0 of 1 from deep. I was reading George, George's and Yang's stat line. Um, whatever. Again, stat line doesn't matter. You know what matters? The energy that Obi Toppin brings when he comes in the game and the fact that he just ups the volume from whatever it is to, like, an 11. Is it always going to work out great? No. Um, but I love when it happens. I think we all love when it happens. He's he's kind of filling quickly shoes from last year. It's cra- Imagine if quickly gets going, and we get the quickly from last year with the OB from this year. Man, that's going to be great. Here's And the other thing, let me just say, because I, I, I was, you know, trumpeting as loudly as anyone. Obi's got to get his minutes. Obi's got to get his minutes. Obi's got to get his minutes. If 12 is the minimum in terms of the minutes he gets, six minutes, because don't forget, last year he ended up averaging 10 minutes a game. But the 10-minute or 11-minute average or whatever it was was due to the fact that he he saw a lot of garbage time in some games. Um, 
there were a lot of games where Obi got seven minutes or eight minutes or nine minutes. I think 12 could be the minimum. I think 12 is a fair minimum because there's going to be other games where he gets 14, 15, 16, and then there's going to be games where he gets upwards of 20. However he gets there, if at the end of the year the average is like 16, 17, I'd love it to be 18, but get it north of 16. I'm fine with that. That's what he needs. That's a that's a nice jump from year two. I probably still not enough, but um, it is what it is. Anthony Sixto, thoughts on the late game struggle so far? Chalk it up to conditioning, fine tuning rotations, still building chemistry. Either way, this feels like an area time will sort out. Thank you for your contribution, Anthony. Appreciate it. It's a great question. Um, I wish I knew the answer. I don't think it's conditioning. Um, I think. Yeah. My gut reaction, and I don't know if this is the right answer, but my gut reaction is that in late-game situations, most teams' default is to, when when the opponent really Ds up, is to like abandon their stuff because the stuff doesn't work as well when the opponent is really you know playing like end-of-game defense, um, and you kind of rely on your your best player to create offense. I, I feel like. Maybe the very best teams don't have to resort to that. Um, but And hopefully the Knicks can grow out of having to resort to that. And, like, like that's why my favorite – one of my favorite plays from tonight, maybe my favorite play from tonight – I have a few favorite plays from tonight um, – is when Julius and Kemba were playing hot potato. It looked like they were playing hot potato for about five, six seconds there in the fourth quarter, passing it. Uh, Julius passing it back to Kemba, passing it back to Julius, and then I was like, "Oh no, this is gonna, this is gonna end in a possession where somebody puts up some kind of bullshit shot." And yet, at the last second, um, I think it was Randall who found somebody. Was it Mitch? I'm sorry, I, I'm forgetting who he found, but Mitch, but Julius made a really nice pass, and um, I thought that was a really important play, and uh, I just. Yeah, I think it, if I recall correctly, I think that may have given them a 17-point lead and it really put the game away. So to your point, I think that stuff is going to come. And I think it comes with trust, and I think it comes with just experience playing with each other. Um, so I guess still building chemistry would be would be my answer to that question. Um, again, shout-out to everybody in here, by the way. We, we do have almost 1,000 people here. Uh, don't forget, hit the, hit the like button if you don't mind. Um, it helps us. Uh, I guess get noticed. Likes are good. We like likes, um, be, but be gentle. Don't slam it. Just gently hit the like button. Dan Gottlieb, what's going on, Dan? Uh, beyond very real Mitch hype, Obi is fe- feeding, growing off the MSG love, and Fournier looking like a shot of adrenaline. I love Fournier. He's going to have his three for eighteen games. I don't care. Don't care in the least. Evan Four- give me all the Evan Fournier. Uh, need city edition Kemba jersey ASAP. I want to see the city edition jerseys. I like these jerseys. My my wife is is less high on them. She thinks they look like plain or like stodgy or whatever. I, I dig these. Maybe it's the nostalgia. Um, maybe it's because I appreciate the fact that this this organization is seventy five years old. Um, but I like these jerseys. I'm a fan of them. But yeah, no, I'd love to see the city edition Kemba uh, for sure. Hush, zoo. RJ will be fine. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I should know what meme that is. Um, your boy Benz. I think some staggering RJ minutes with the bench as the engine would level him up. Bing bong. That's what it is. I think I said bingo bong. 
earlier tonight on Twitter, and some people were getting after me about that. Um, what is this? I just got a uh, – the last – according to Tommy Beer, the last Nick point guard with at least five made triples and five assists in the same game was Brandon Jennings in February of 2017. How about them apples? Uh, shout out to my, my, my man who just passed that along to me uh, via DM. Um, that's a nice stat. Uh, staggering RJ minutes. Yeah, I'd like that. Um, I don't know at whose expense, um, like who's coming in late or are other guys coming in early? Like, you know, that's one of those Thibodeau things. He likes to have these flights. And I think, well, I, I do agree um, that would maybe help RJ out. I think part of the reason this bench unit now we have more than a year of evidence that they're one of the best bench units in the league is because they do have that consistency and because they do know how to play with each other really well. And, well, I think that maybe there, there's, you know, it's worth a little bit of experimentation here and there. Um, you know, I'm not sure that's something that, that we're, we're going to see uh, anytime soon. Um, <laughs> several people are getting on me about me saying the wrong Van Gundy. Well, you guys don't like Stan? Jesus Christ. I love Stan Van Gundy on the call. Um, okay. Let's get, uh, let's get back to it. Um, Kevin Danishevsky. What I liked about Kevin tonight was that his defense was better. Um, yeah, he good effort all the way through. I didn't feel like they exploited him one bit. So good comment. Some really important cha- charges earlier. Yeah. He's, I mean, just again, for a guy with the knee issues, he's not, he's barely six feet tall, whatever he is. For him to give up his body, and like there was a call that was made in the first half in which he got called for a blocking foul. I didn't think it was a blocking foul. I thought it was a good charge, but that's another example. He gave up his body. That stuff is like, man, your teammates love that and your teammates appreciate that. So, you know, as much as it is uh, certainly helping his defense, I think just the, the mentality that comes from that is huge too. Uh, despite the scoring, I think Rose was even better. I mean, th- look, Derek Rose, I, wrote, I think I wrote it today. I mean, I think he's he's probably the better of the two guys right now. Um, that could flip very easily. Um, you know what? I don't, I don't care who's better. <laughs> I love having the ability to play those two guys for 48 minutes. And I think those two guys together have a chance to be really special, a really special point guard combination. Um, so, you know, kudos to both of them. Um, we don't, we don't need to, uh, to say, uh, um, who's better. Uh, Jack Bailey, did Mitch just have the quietest coming out party ever? I mean, his final stat line, I'll read it. His final stat line was seven points. On how many how many shots? Uh, seven points on three shots, <laughs> five fouls, no blocks. Did not get credited with a block. And it, see, that's amazing. This is why, like, just looking at blocks is not an accurate representation of like who's really doing a good job defending the rim because his deterrence tonight was was obviously massive. Did have a steal, had they assist, six rebounds, three defensive, three offensive. Who, throw the stat line out the window tonight. Um, Joel sat on the bench like his dog just died <laughs> and a good team win. <laughs> Love seeing that extra pass. Yeah, 100%. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. 
Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Kevin Danishevsky, thanks again, Kevin. Always appreciate you, man. Um, Also interested, what Randall didn't get to the line tonight, um, yeah, he had a couple drives late that I thought were like borderline out of control drives. Like he was, it seemed like he was, it was like the fourth quarter and the game was kind of put away, but like, I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't love Julius's game tonight. I'll be honest. Maybe that's a little harsh of me. Maybe we've just come to expect so much of Julius. Um, look at the end of the day, Julius, you take him every night because the biggest difference between him this year and the biggest difference and, and him. This year and last year, and him, his first year with the team, was his defense. Like I know he got beat beat on a backdoor cut. I get that. I know there are, there are moments, you know, that are that are less than stellar. But by and large, man, Julius Randle comes and brings the defense every single night. And I'm sorry, but if you're the best player on a team that's a good team, that's not the norm in the NBA. Um, some guys are exceptions. Um, but like that Julius brings it every night on defense, even if he has games where maybe forces a little bit too much on offense, like he probably did tonight. Um, you know, maybe isn't hitting as many shots, but at the end of the day, Julius Randall, 16 points, um, you know, seven rebounds, excuse me, 11 rebounds, seven assists. It's nice that that constitutes a, a bad game for him now. Um, okay. I think. Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong. I got to um, all of our Super Chat comments. I'm going to stay on for a few more minutes, and then uh, I'm going to run because uh, we have an intro to record for our podcast tomorrow. Um, Just some other observations. Taj Gibson still working his way back, I think. Um, I have to give a shout-out to my man, Taj. Played 19 minutes. The moment moment where he got called for the bullshit foul on Embiid and then ran with the ball down the court and got called – for a delay of game, man, just inject that right into my veins. I love you, Taj Gibson. You are the best um, father of the year. Um, yeah, just give me all the Taj Gibson. Um, Alec Burks, 17 minutes tonight, two of seven from the field. Again, quiet night, but I thought he gave him some good minutes. He had, I think, one three. It was kind of a contested three. Um, or maybe it was – sorry, it was a cont- – he had a – he had a contested two or like an off the dribble two or something that I thought was an important play. Um, the moment it happened, maybe not the best shot, but, um, five rebounds, uh, and assists from, from Burks overall tonight, they had 24 assists on 41 made shots. So the assist total is kind of getting back down to, to levels that we're a little bit more used to, um, which, you know, is fine. Um, slightly under 60% assist rate. It's not the end of the world. You live with that. 
Uh, 37 threes is the big number. Again, the number that Derrick Rose told us before the season was that they wanted to shoot between 37 and 40 threes every game. They had not yet gone below 40 in any game this season. They hadn't actually come close to going below 40 in any game this season. Tonight was the first game below 40, uh, but it was fine because they hit a bunch of them. They hit 43%. Um, And then they hit their free throws tonight, which was another big thing. 14 for 15 uh, from the line. Mitchell Robinson was the only one who missed a free throw. But, yeah, Julius Randle, you'd like to see Julius Randle get to the line a little bit more. Um, Eric Fernandez with a very good question. What do I love more, Taj Gibson or chicken cutlets? Um, I have a longer history with chicken cutlets. I've been eating chicken cutlets since I was, um, I don't know, six. Um, but, uh, man, like Taj, Taj is the chicken cutlet of the New York Knicks. Taj cutlets, Taj chicken, either one, either one works. That's a great question. Um, I, uh, I, Fred Katz just had an interesting tweet that he just checked the Dallas box score and why are they playing the first 15 man rotation in NBA history? Uh, I don't know why Dallas, Dallas has indeed played Every single one of his players tonight. Man, can we get Jason Kidd some Coach of the Year uh, votes this early on? I think I think we should just give Jason Kidd um, the Coach of the Year award right now. I think he's deserving of it. I think he's earned it. Um, why why even bother with the with the formality? Kristaps um, having a nice game, two of ten. Kristaps Porzingis, nice game. Um, is he hurt again? Is that, is that, uh, yeah, good comment from Carson, uh, Carson Caleb. They should have hired their guy Mosley. Um, I know, uh, uh, George Carl rubbed some folks the wrong way, but he talk about, he loved Jamal Mosley, loved Jamal Mosley. Um, was thrilled when he got the interview with the Knicks. Jamal Mosley is a good coach. I I think he's going to be a good coach. That, and that is who they should have hired, but you know, you never know. Um, what's going to happen in, in big D. Um, what else, what else we got? Let's see if there's any posts. I wasn't on post game tonight. I'll, I'll, uh, hopefully be back on that. Uh, pretty soon. Didn't, didn't get my request in on time. Bad job by me. Um, oh yeah. Christoph's saying this is doubtful to return lower back tightness. There's a shocker. Um, Julius Randall is a uh, quote from courtesy of Fred Katz. Julius Randle said he was sick from the Orlando loss. I didn't go to sleep until like 4 a.m., he said. Thibodeau talked about how he knew the Knicks took that loss personally, um, and they responded tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, this is um, – I'll end by, by just repeating what I said to start the pod. Can't be, can't be overstated how big of a win this was. Um, to come through and, and really – just like, and they got down early too. They were down. They they were down in the first quarter. I think they were down by six points, seven points in the first quarter. You know, and and I'm sorry, I, I do have to point out, there was no pressure on this team last year. When you enter a season tied for the lowest over under in the league, you're playing. That's house money all the way. And I do think the fact that that they were playing with house money contributed a little bit to the fact that, like, hey guys why the fuck shouldn't we fuck around and, and like make the playoffs? 
Like that's, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to belittle their accomplishment last year. That's certainly not what I'm trying to do, but there are expectations on this team now. And let's be frank here. There have not been expectations on a New York Knicks basketball team since the 2013-14 season. And you know what they did in 2013-14? I hope I'm not getting ahead of myself. They shat the bed. I don't think this team is going to do that. This team has, has responded thus far. They've responded very well. Um, and and you can even you can even point to two years ago, the, the, the final fizz year. Um, there were some expectations on that team. And they shat the bed. Like they came out and they – what are they – go four and 18 to start the year. I mean, like we've seen how the Knicks have responded with, with, with pressure on them over the last 20 years. It hasn't usually gone well so far, so far it seems to be going well. So that's my big takeaway from tonight. Um, Derek Ambrose uh, inject all the KP slander into my veins, man. Fuck man, That guy's. Is... So I'm, I'll, I'll end with this. I am I'm I'm trying to compile a top 75 list, top 75 Knicks of all time. Um I think the post put out a list. I have not seen it yet. I think uh shout out to Knicks Fan TV. I think they're planning on doing something a little bit too with that. Uh I'm going to attempt to rank the top 75 players in Knicks history. Uh again, stupid endeavor by me. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um and uh you know, I have I have Porzingis's name down there, um, because he was an All Star, and there haven't been many Knicks All Stars. Well, not that there haven't been many Knicks. There's been a lot of Knicks All Stars, but he was a Knicks All Star. Um, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with him, because if I'm just grading him on his time here, I feel like he's in the conversation, and yet, and yet. I don't know that there's a player that I dislike more in the league today or quite frankly, ever. I think I dislike Christoph Porzingis more than I dislike Reggie Miller more than I dislike who else is really unlikable. Um, there's some really unlikable guys, but like more than like PJ Brown. Um, Yeah, I think I think I hate Kristaps more than I, I hate anybody, and yet I am I am Tim Hardaway, good one, um, but I am I am Trey Young, good call, um, but I am grappling with this. I am grappling with this because you know he was here for how many healthy years did he have here? He had two and a half healthy years. You know I don't know, so something I'll have to think about moving forward. Um, but anyway, that's a conversation for another another day. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the live stream. Um, obviously, big win. Glad you uh, came to join us. Uh, don't forget, if you're not already, subscribe to the Next Film School. Uh, this YouTube channel that you're watching this on right now, subscribe to the podcast. Feel free to leave us a rating or a review on there. And uh, we will see you, I will see you, um, for the post game after the game against Chicago on Thursday. And, man, if they win that one, it's a Thursday night, entering into a Halloween weekend on a Friday. I'm taking off on Friday because I have to um, watch the kids because my wife has some shit to do. So, man, it, we're going to be on one on Thursday night if they if they win that game. Uh, I will just say that. We'll probably be on one either way. But anyway, all right. Everybody have a great night, and we will uh, be back with more fun and games very soon.